Hey friend, are you looking for episodes that dive deep into your Enneagram type? Or are you searching for faith-based insights that transform your life? With over 300 episodes on the Simply Wholehearted podcast, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But don't worry, friend, I've got you covered. Introducing the curated, personalized podcast playlist that is just for you based on your Enneagram type. So get your copy to help you continue your path of self-discovery and spiritual growth. You can get it at simplywholehearted.com or just click the link in the show notes to get your personalized playlist. And let's continue on this transformative journey together. Friend, have you ever found yourself feeling frustrated for setting great goals, but never quite finishing them or perhaps not even starting them? Have you wondered if you'll ever get out of your cycle of perpetual overwhelm? I totally get it. And I remember like it was yesterday. Each year I would feel more frustrated, disappointed, and ashamed of where I was with my spiritual life, health, finances, and relationships until I finally decided to do something different. Once I started getting intentional with my goals, which was focusing on what really mattered, getting help and guidance when I couldn't do it on my own, I witnessed exceptional growth and change. So I know you're asking yourself, what does she have that I don't? But do you know what the answer is? Nothing. That's right. You have absolutely everything you need to be the wife, mom, friend, businesswoman your world needs. But have you reached out for the support to thrive in your role? That support on the daily can look like the word of God and prayer. That support on a weekly basis can be community, a book or podcast that helps you commiserate and also glean from so you can make changes. And on occasion, the support that sometimes you might need is with a therapist, coach, or mentor to be your guide on the side through your story to encounter revelation, direction, and healing. I know firsthand how valuable it is to have a mentor and healthy community, and it's even more valuable to have a one-on-one coach. You see, I remember super clearly when my spiritual life had grown stagnant, I felt like I was trying so hard to do all the right things, but I still felt anxious all the time. I was running at max capacity. I was short-tempered with my family, and I was plain exhausted. I kept checking all the boxes, but I still felt like I should be experiencing more joy than I actually was. And then I would look around at the other women around me, wondering, what do they have figured out that I don't? So I decided to take a risk, and I asked for help. I invested in myself and in my spiritual walk. It was scary, but it was also incredibly liberating because I just knew that on the other side of that investment, I was going to experience breakthrough. And guess what, friend? Everything truly began to shift, and I really went from surviving to thriving, from brokenhearted to wholehearted living. I know firsthand the power of spiritual mentorship and community, especially when you have someone just a step ahead who can guide you through a few simple key steps to freedom. And so that's why I created Simply Wholehearted. It's for women like me and like you. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to the Simply Wholehearted Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Wicks, your wholehearted living coach, and I'm so glad that you stopped by to spend some time with me. Are you curious about the Enneagram? Do you want to learn biblical truths? And have you wondered if there are life rhythms that will help you thrive? Well, friend, then you are in the right place. For six years, this podcast has focused on sharing conversations with my friends about life, business, motherhood, faith, and all things Enneagram from a Christian perspective. I truly understand what it's like to juggle everything as a wife, mom to three teenagers, a pup, and all while building a growing business. And friend, I haven't always done things with clarity, peace, or joy. But still, the Lord has taken my brokenhearted pieces and healed them so I can live with wholehearted rhythms to provide women like you with a step-by-step process so you can get free of anxiety, shame, and frustrations that might be holding you back from thriving. I pray that the Lord speaks to you as you listen today and that you would invite your friends and family to join the fun conversations. Are you ready to laugh a little and learn a whole lot? Alrighty, let's get to the conversation. As I share another Simply Wholehearted Foundational episode with you, I've been praying about what to record because as usual, my Enneagram 7 brain feels like there's way too much to share and I find it even hard to begin. In the end, I knew I wanted to give you a glimpse into the wholehearted journey and process that hundreds of you have gotten to experience over the years. So in this episode, I'm going to outline the six steps the majority of the wholehearted coaching clients experience, and then I'm going to share a few client stories that I know will inspire and encourage you, no matter where you are in your wholehearted journey. Plus, in the next couple of months, I'm going to be sharing nine special stories in addition to teaching episodes that will be totally binge-worthy. Now, the first essential key to wholehearted living is believing that you are God's beloved. Nice to say, right? Or even cliche. But what does it really look like? How do you really believe that you are God's beloved and live through that way? Well, that's what my coaching is all about ultimately. Because each client's story is nuanced and unique, it's hard to formulate or break down what it looks like to go from brokenhearted to wholehearted and beloved. But here's five keys that I implement as we begin to unpack together in the coaching journey for each client to really believe that they are God's beloved and they can live from this wholehearted posture. The first key is believing that God is who he says he is. The second is that God will keep his promises. The third is believing that you are adopted by God into a forever family. You have complete access to inheritance in him. Fourth, it's a belief that you can survive all things through Christ, right? Who strengthens you. And fifth is that God's word is alive and can actively comfort you. Now, that's a quick rundown and super easy to say, a whole lot different to unpack. And that's why it's such a unique nuanced journey. Now, you might be asking yourself, okay, I get some of those concepts. I've heard them in Bible school or in a Bible study or from the pulpit at my church. But what does it look like to sit across from a coach? What happens in a typical coaching journey? 
Well, first of all, you typically have a discovery call. It's usually free of charge, and it's an opportunity to get to just know each other, to define the coaching relationship, and if you will, discern if it's a good fit, both for you as the client, but also for the coach. The second step is if you decide to go forward, you're going to want to pray together. The coach is there to help you, the client, to identify goals, strengths, weaknesses, and the obstacles that have been preventing you from reaching the goals that you've set for yourself or anything that could be preventing you now from reaching the goals that you've set in place. Now, once the coach has clarity on that for you, then it's their job to help you as the client have a clear understanding of where you are in what I often call your story. What are the narratives that you have believed? What is the story told you so far? And then you work together to put achievable goals that align with your values, your needs, and the dreams that you really have, the things that you want to accomplish within a reasonable amount of time. Now, as you continue to pray together through the sessions, you typically also have action steps. It's not just getting clear and not just unpacking some of your story, right? This idea of coaching is that you put action steps in place. Of course, a wholehearted coach is going to incorporate scripture and prayer as a foundation to work through the freedom and healing process, but ultimately there are also specific actions and strategies that you have to implement in order to achieve your goal. That's why you even sign an agreement at the beginning saying, I promise to put in the work because your coach is there putting in the work. They're going to provide feedback and guidance and support. They're going to be your cheerleader, but ultimately you're the one who gets to make progress on your goals. In addition, the fourth thing that we use through the coaching process is journaling and implementation. This is where you're going to continue to unpack some of the patterns of behavior or the thoughts that you continue to have go through your mind as you take action on your plan. You also want to be journaling about if you've made progress or, of course, the setbacks and obstacles that may arise. In the past, I've definitely shared about my journaling process because it's so essential for my personal healing journey, but this is a really critical action step for every wholehearted client to see transformation happen. Journaling helps you see where you're getting stuck again and again. It also helps you realize how far you've come because I promise if you're working with a coach, if you're going to the sessions, if you're putting the action steps in place, you are making progress. So journaling and implementation is very important to this wholehearted process. The fifth thing here is celebration and evaluation. Of course, you continue to meet with your coach to continually evaluate how you're making progress, right? You often are going to make adjustments and revisions to the action plan. Of course, pray and discern where you're getting stuck or where there needs to be greater clarity. But ultimately, a guide by the side helps provide that support to help you stay motivated and focused on your goals. Of course, the sixth and maybe not necessarily the final step, but the important process here is completion, right? Once you have achieved your goals, the coach continues to champion you on and maybe even develop further strategies to not only maintain your success, but to continue to grow and develop in the future. Because 
I don't know about you, I never stop growing and I've never outgrown my need for a guide by the side at every step of my life. In summary, I would describe the coaching process like this. The coach provides support, encouragement, and accountability. And the coach would help you stay focused on your goals and help you overcome any obstacles that will arise, not may arise, they will arise. And ultimately, the length and intensity of the coaching journey can vary depending on your goals and needs. It can be a three-month process, six months, a year, or even an unending amount of time. Now, because I think the process is so better highlighted through story, I have a few stories to share about my wholehearted clients today. The first one that I'm excited to share with you is about Clarissa. She spent most of her early motherhood years fully attentive to her children's needs. Now, she enjoyed accommodating their interests and desires and supporting their whims and ideas. Even though the early childhood years felt demanding and noisy, being a mom was one of her greatest joys. As Clarissa's children began to reach their teen years, she would often find herself not quite telling the truth. When her kids would come to the dinner table with strong, forceful ideas that were incongruent with her values and beliefs, she would get quiet when her husband would respond in a heated manner. She knew the dinner meals were a precious time to connect with her kids, and she didn't want them to dread the rare times together. So even though she did not agree with her kids' ideas and wanted to side with her husband, she would instead say things to pacify the kids instead of speaking up for what she believed was true. As her kids became more independent and they needed her less and less, Clarissa knew this was a good thing, but at the same time, she felt uneasy that her role was changing. She found herself checking out more and more, whether her family was close by or not. She would get lost in her stack of books and the latest sitcoms instead of trying to figure out if her presence really mattered to her family. As her youngest was about to graduate high school, he decided to confront his mom about how he felt like her actions were conveying that she didn't enjoy being a mom anymore, that she didn't care what he did or didn't do. His honesty to her was her wake-up call. Now, when Clarissa finally decided to sign up for that discovery call, she mentioned to me that she tended to numb herself, that she avoided conflict. She let herself get distracted by the unimportant stuff around the house when important things needed to be done. And when she would feel something was hard, she would procrastinate even more. And she began to feel paralyzed in her decision-making and taking action. She mentioned that she wasn't overtly disorganized, but she felt very unsettled on the inside. She mentioned that she had too many ideas and made lots of lists, but she lacked clarity and kept making poor excuses of how she used her time by, again, doing those unimportant things. I so appreciated Clarissa's honesty, not only with herself, but with me. And I knew that she was ready for this wholehearted journey. I was so grateful that Clarissa said yes to work with me for six months, and I am so excited to say it was incredible to see the transformation. One of the first things that we addressed was her emotional struggle with anger. Now, Clarissa would not have defined that she was feeling angry or even maybe felt comfortable to say that she was angry. So we spent a lot of time identifying the times that she would avoid a person or a conversation And I began to walk with her and help her name the resentment and the anger that she was carrying inside. As Clarissa started working on getting intentional with her goal setting, and as she began thinking through 
new interests she had and the freedom to pursue those interests like writing and mentorship, she began to feel excited to put an effort into doing some of the mundane things and even to have something that was motivating her to get the other stuff done. It was truly amazing to see that after 12 sessions together, that she was walking in clarity about her desires, her emotions. She was experiencing consistency with the things that mattered. And she had a vision for this next stage of life. Even though the kids were going to be in a different place, she knew that there was ways to invest because her presence mattered, her voice mattered, and that there was still purpose for her in giving to her community and others around her. Now, another story that I want to share with you is about Penelope. Penelope wasn't 100% certain at first that she was a type 8, but when she heard another type 8 describe their childhood wound, she immediately identified her own and could see how the descriptions of the 8 described much of her perspective and point of view. But for most of her life, she had struggled feeling like she didn't quite fit the mold of a typical Christian female. She was very clear of her desire and her ability to nurture, but she was also a force to be reckoned with, especially when people abused or took advantage of the helpless and the weak. Penelope also struggled with her temper most of her life. It honestly didn't take much to set her off and for her to react in anger, especially when she was younger in her teenage years. Her college years were a little bit better for her compared to her high school years because she had more control of her schedule and classes, including the types of people that she could hang out with her free time, more autonomy, more control. Now, Penelope typically has never had a large group of friends, though she is liked by many people. She much prefers to spend her time with a small handful of friendships that felt safe. She joked at times that her best friends were the family pets. And when Penelope became a mom, she felt the unmistakable rush of protective love that she knew that she had been waiting to share with someone all along. She was also surprised as two more kids joined the lineup and how the intensity of her love grew as well, even through the mundane rhythm of motherhood. Once Penelope's first child started school, she began to find opportunities to get involved with lots of local organizations to promote change for the betterment of her community. As her network expanded, she discovered a need that gave her the inspiration to begin her own business. Now, Penelope knew that she was able to get more done than most, but she also struggled with her emotions that often grew to be impatient and angry, and she would even be way more blunt with her kids than she wanted to. Her default was to expect others to know what to do because she just knew what to do and did it without being told. When she would feel overwhelmed or that she was the only one being responsible and carrying all the burdens, she would get super frustrated, angry, and then withdraw. And over time, she saw that her do-it-all-or-nothing mentality and the short fuse that she had were hurting her relationships. And that's when she started getting help with an Enneagram coach. Now, After working with Penelope for six months, I am excited to say that the transformation was truly remarkable. And for this Enneagram 8, the first step was humility. Owning her things, no longer being in denial of what was really bothering her, and asking for the help that she needed, and being willing to be vulnerable and open with me. Once Penelope started the process, she loved how 
It was awesome to sit with someone who really understood her and even that I could give her words to help articulate the swirl going on in her body. Now, together, we began to simplify a consistent routine. We implemented spiritual rhythms, which ultimately led to greater self-control about her anger and even the emotional eating she was struggling with. Penelope implemented a simple conversation method to help her speak the truth in a kinder manner, which has helped her form stronger bonds with her kids and her husband and within her community as well. Penelope also gained awareness about her triggers. It brought healing to past experiences and helped her to respond thoughtfully instead of just reacting instinctively. It truly thrills me to meet with an eight who is ready to learn from someone. It means they're very open and ready for change, which are critical ingredients for success with coaching. The last story that I'm going to share with you today is Gabriella's story. She grew up as the oldest of four siblings and with all the additional responsibilities that came with being raised by a single mom. But they had a tight-knit community that fostered their love of their cultural legacy that emphasized caring for your own. When Gabriella was 16, some of her worst fears came true. The mom she thought she could trust became unstable and unpredictable. Gabriella flew into action, feeling that she was created to know how to navigate a crisis like this. She did what she knew best and got her siblings to a safer environment. Already familiar with the responsibility of caring for the younger kids, she managed to juggle their needs while finishing high school, and she even became one of the first in her family to get into college. A degree in education wasn't her first choice, but it felt the most predictable and secure in the end. Plus, Gabriella imagined that she would appreciate the training and preparation as it might serve her for motherhood someday. She loved college life, the rhythm of her days, the college professors who earned her trust, and even developed a close group of friends. The only drawback was during her junior year, things got worse for her mom, and Gabriella had to take custody of her siblings. The following years during the start of her career, and while she fell in love with her forever soulmate, Brennan, were far from predictable and secure. But once she was married, she happily settled into her role. While Gabriella and her husband got involved with their local church, both sides of the family continued to have turmoil and drama. Both of them were feeling burdened by the dysfunction, but they also wanted to honor their parents and act in a Christ-like manner. Because they were still young in their faith, they hesitated to share with their local church community what was really going on, and they didn't want to burden anyone with the drama that was a constant hum behind the scenes. The tipping point in this crisis was after Gabriella's and Brennan's third child was born during COVID. The world shut down as we all know it, and Brennan's once secure career was suddenly insecure. Gabriella, like everyone else, was on social media often during the spring of 2020 when she stumbled across the Enneagram. Immediately, she gravitated towards Enneagram teachers who were presenting the Enneagram from a Christian perspective, and it quickly became her new fun research project and diversion, of course, especially because she had hopes of going back to school one day for a master's in Christian counseling. After Gabriella attended the online summit in August of 2021, yes, the first annual summit, she knew the next step was for her to get clear on her Enneagram type and get some help with a coach to help her find her voice, especially when communicating with extended family was not working. She also wanted to overcome her self-doubt, her worry, and need for approval. 
Gabriella was also curious to see what would it look like to invest in some of her goals and dreams. Well, she had to put them aside to help her husband finish school and be at home with her three kids. I have to say that I loved every coaching conversation with Gabriella because she was eager to learn. She was truly invested in the material. She did the journaling prompts and ultimately she was teachable. It's that kind of posture that gives incredible results and why she was able to experience transformation in her relationships, her goals, and even her faith walk. About midpoint through her 12 sessions, Gabriella learned some earth shattering news because she had a courageous conversation that we had prepared for together. Even though it was hard news, she was finding her firm foundation in the Lord, so the answer didn't have the power to devastate her. Instead, she immediately began to process this difficult news in prayer, through journaling, and even during our coaching calls. Because of our work together with the Enneagram, she had clarity on why this information was hurtful, how it triggered her core fears, and the practical ways she could address it, instead of turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms. Now, Gabriella's husband had seen so much growth in her faith, her courage, and patience with parenting, he also wanted to join our sessions. I'm thrilled that I got the opportunity to take him both through the Becoming Us marriage sessions, and I already see amazing fruit from their work together. It was such a joy and honor. I'm also excited to share with you that Gabriella is currently training to be a wholehearted coach through my mentorship program that started this spring. Now here's the deal, friend. We are all broken. We are all blowing it. But it's the brave one that does something about it. Remember, you don't have to keep repeating the same patterns year after year. The journey of self-discovery is a lifelong process, and learning to live as God's beloved daughter is not a one-and-done experience. You aren't the same person from five to ten years ago, so whether you're facing a season of change, hardship, or just need accountability to take the action you need, the wholehearted community was created for you. If you're ready to take the next step in your wholehearted journey and accept the invitation to find a guide by the side, I hope you hop on to simplywholehearted.com to meet the amazing coaches in the collective. The page about the collective is super easy to find, and there are links to schedule the calls with them. That first call to just see, are you a good fit? Are you the kind of person who I can trust to be my guide by the side? I also will link episodes where you can get to know each of the coaches in the collective a little bit better. I do know, though, that they would love to have you grab a spot on their calendar for zero cost, no obligation call. I promise you, we're not pushy. We're not salesy. We're just here to sit with you and help you on your wholehearted journey. Together, you can discern what your next possible step is in your unique journey and circumstance. Now, each of the wholehearted coaches has been equipped to be your guide through the unpacking of your holistic story because you are more than a number. Thank you so much, friend, for listening all the way to the end. It truly gives me a ton of joy to get to connect with you this way week in and week out. If this episode or a previous one has been especially helpful, could you do me a favor and leave a five-star rating with a written review? It helps others know what to expect when they are deciding what to listen to. And I know there are a lot of choices out there. So any help you can give to invite others to this community 
is so much appreciated. Until next week, friend, continue to pursue God's perspective, purpose, and plans for your simply wholehearted life.